That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. If it's your first time listening, welcome. So glad you're here. Got a very important topic for you today. Can't wait to get to it. As many of you know on this show, we love our veterans. We love our active duty military. We always try to provide support and resources when needed to all of those who have served or are serving this beautiful and free country in the United States of America. So when I got an email from Julia over at OnlineTherapy.com about a press release that they just made regarding an article titled... Following Taliban takeover, nine in 10 Afghanistan vets have exaggerated mental health symptoms. Did I say that right? Exaggerated? I think I did, right? Okay, I think I did. Just making sure. (laughs) I thought it'd be a great opportunity to bring some light to such an important topic as well as offer some resources for those veterans or active duty who might be struggling out there. And as I was working on pre-production for today's show, I started thinking about my buddy, Nick Rucker, uh, who's an Afghanistan and Iraq army vet. He's been on the podcast a couple of times. Good dude. Uh, And I'd love to hear his take on this topic. So maybe what I'll do is after we do today's episode and we talk a little bit more about this and the article and some of the details involved in this, um, actually what's going on, maybe I can get him scheduled is almost like a, a follow-up episode to this to get some firsthand uh, experience and knowledge uh, from his perspective as somebody who is um, who has been there and uh, and knows what it's like firsthand. Because it's easy for me to sit behind a microphone and read different articles, and um, I wasn't there, you know, and uh, and and so I, you know, I can give a perspective. Uh, commentating on this stuff, I guess, and and do some some research and that kind of stuff. But it's always great to hear from somebody who was actually there, you know, who's actually seen this stuff firsthand. And I know Nick uh, put a book out, uh, I believe, at the end of last year, um, titled Time Cap. And uh, basically, the description of it it says uh, snapshots of one soldier's time overseas in Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, Time Cap fearlessly lets readers peer inside the windows at both the light and dark sides of military service. Uh, Many passages are lifted straight from the author Nick Rucker's journal, shedding light on his battle with alcoholism and his struggle to maintain relationships and just readjust to normal life upon returning to the States. Um, So great book. I'll reach out to Nick. I'll see if I can set that up soon. Uh, as, uh, as kind of a follow-up to today's episode. So Nick, what's up, man? Just in case you're listening to this, we're going to connect soon, brother. Um, also want to mention another great platform helping veterans out there that just launched called the Ultimate Sacrifice Foundation. Uh, my good buddy Static, uh, who I host a meeting uh, with called Spiritual Armor, uh, that's every Monday on the Clubhouse platform at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So if you want to check that out, please, we'd love to uh, see you in there on, uh, on, on the Clubhouse platform every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. 
Static's also been on the podcast back on episode 364. If you want to hear a little bit more about his story, he's got a, a, a great story uh, that involves music and, and uh, being in the music business and obviously uh, getting sober, what that's like. Uh, but he told me about this project he's been helping out with called the Ultimate Sacrifice Foundation just a couple of days ago. And uh, here's what he said. He said, I'm proud. Uh, I'm proud to be helping this foundation out. Mike was on Fox News a few weeks back to be highlighted uh, for those that chose to serve in response to 9-11, uh, but, to, uh, but to his time uh, or, or focusing on what combat vets endure uh, when they return and pledge to help all vets who want to elevate their voices. Uh, he grew up in a town uh, close to me. I had the honor to perform at his return home party in 2010, and it was a very humbling experience that inspired me to get involved uh, as much as I can in veterans affairs. I'm honored to be helping with the video and audio support for this mission. Uh, so, um, uh, and, and let men and women tell their stories. So um, it, please give him a follow and watch this platform grow. Uh, so it's really a great cause. Uh, it's a great foundation. Just getting the, the ball moving forward on this, I, I would expect um, some great things to come with this. So uh, please, yeah, if you can help support, if you want to give them a follow, uh, the uh, ultimate, um, uh, oh God, totally uh, just drew a blank there, ultimate sacrifice foundation. Uh, and I'll put the links in there too, if you want to give those guys a follow. Um, all right. So we're going to go through the article one more time. The title following Taliban takeover nine in 10 Afghanistan vets have exaggerated mental health symptoms. Uh, but before we do that, be sure to check us out at that sober Follow us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast. Uh, you can join us on locals. It's kind of like Instagram meets Patreon. You can help support us there. Be part of a growing men's sober community that's safe. It'll help you stay accountable. You have some fun. We have almost 400 members in the community. It continues to grow every day. Uh, and I'd love to have you join right now. Uh, you can download the locals app or you can go to that sober guy podcast.locals.com. And both those links are in the show notes. Um, you can also sign up to be notified about our 30-day podcast course. I'm working hard on this. It's taken a little bit longer than expected, but there's a lot that goes into it. It's called Quit Drinking Dude, the ultimate men's guide to quit alcohol and stay sober for 30 days or more. Uh, you can go to that soberguide.com. You can enter your email address there. And as soon as it launches here soon, you'll be the first to be notified so you can check it out. Um, and uh, also too, I want to add in here and we're going we're gonna to get going in just a second here. If you're a veteran and you need help, um, obviously we want to help you connect um, and and do that and provide as many resources as we can. We have a 90-day course, how to navigate the first 90 days of sobriety. Uh, we give that for free to all veterans. Uh, and we also have some other resources. I'm uh, involved in some different meetings. Like I mentioned, the clubhouse meeting. We also have some different 12-step meetings. Um, there's three of them daily that I know about that I could help connect you with at 6 a.m., 12 noon, uh, and in the evening time at 6 p.m. Uh, that's the fourth dimensioners. Um, so if you need help, if you need some resources, please, you can contact us on our website, the contact form. You can hit me up on Instagram, uh, or you can join our locals, uh, sober guy men's group as well. Love to have you in there. And, uh, everything we talk about today will be in the links in the show notes. So it's very easy uh, for you to find. All right. So let's get into this article today and see what this entails. 
um, titled Following the Taliban Takeover, 9 in 10 Afghanistan Vets Have Exaggerated Mental Health Symptoms. Why is that such a hard word to say? Exaggerated. I think I said that right. Exaggerated. I keep wanting to say exaggerated, but it's exaggerated. Mental health symptoms. All right. Through August 2021, Americans watched as the Taliban overran the country of Afghanistan as U.S. troops left the country after a 20-year war. Insane. 20 years of that crap. The experience was emotional for many, but perhaps none more so than the roughly 775,000 U.S. Armed Service members who served at least one deployment in Afghanistan. In late August, OnlineTherapy.com surveyed 1,250 Afghanistan war veterans and found that 70% have struggled with their mental health since serving in Afghanistan. For many of these veterans, the chaotic evacuation and rapid fall of the country triggered a range of new and worsening symptoms, including depression, anger, and thoughts of suicide. Below is a closer look at how the current situation in Afghanistan is affecting veterans with a history of mental illness. All right, so we're going to break some of this stuff down. They're going to break some of this stuff down. I'm, I'm going to communicate it to you the best I can. Uh, so, you know, it's so funny. I never do this, but I just had this this thought and I'm going to try to act on it. I just had this thought of just saying a a quick prayer real quick before we get going through this. And uh, God, we just ask that you bring us all together, unite us and uh, just, uh, just give me the ability to communicate these important messages and important facts and important um, uh, stories and experiences in the best way possible. And we just ask that you bring us together, make us strong, um, make us faithful. And uh, in your name we pray. Amen. All right. So key findings here, since the Taliban takeover, 90% of Afghan war vets with the history of mental illness are experiencing new or worsening mental health systems. Here's some of the bullet points uh, below. 75% are are experiencing new or worsening symptoms of depression. 74% have new or worsening outbursts of anger. 64% of new or worsening uh, thoughts of suicide. Uh, 58% have started or increased drug and or alcohol use. And then about one third of vets with a history of mental illness have started seeing a mental health professional since the Taliban retook Afghanistan. Um, man, those are some, those are some high statistics there. Uh, one in particular, I want to call out, they're all, you know, important and equally important, but 64% of new or worsening thoughts of suicide um that's a that's a uh frightening i guess maybe you want to say statistic there 64 percent. i mean that's, that's a lot um i want to give the number out here too. the national suicide prevention hotline uh, if you or a loved one is struggling uh there's resources there too and this is also in the show notes but the number is 1-800-273-TALK 1-800-273-TALK um, and we got to reach out, you know, if you're struggling, you're listening to this, you're struggling right now, reach out, you're worth it. You know, there's purpose in, in your life, I promise. And there's lots of resources and people that care and that want to, want to give you, uh, give you some help. And man, I've reached out for help plenty of times. I still reach out for help on stuff. We got to get over this thing that it's weakness to ask for help, man, there's strength in asking for help. So I just want to, uh, encourage you to do that. 
I think my dog's jumping around here somewhere too. Okay. Um, all right, let's go to the second, uh, the second piece here. Afghan. Oh, well, actually, let me just jump back up here to the 74% having new or worsening outbursts of anger. Anger is a, a, a big one. Anger is a big one, especially for us dudes. We don't know how to channel a lot of the things that we've seen or we've been through or that we're going through actively. I can't imagine having to come back from being deployed in somewhere like Afghanistan and some of the things that have happened there, the things that have seen, and then the the very quick um, collapse of, of, of everything there, all the hard work and lives and um, just, man so much stuff has gone into so many people's lives stuff is a really dumb way to put it but like so many people's lives on both you know both um, natives to to afghanistan as well as veterans to um you know to uh, the united states and uh, different countries around the world i know had different uh, different troops over there as well but having to come back to this after going through that and experiencing it and then just the the bottom falling out of it like that and then we lose 13 um you know uh, uh service members at the end of it i mean gosh there's so much that has happened in such a short period of time um really because it, it, there's a lot of factors but um complete incompetence i'll just leave it at that for this episode um there's a lot of anger there there's a lot of anger there um, and, uh, understandably so. And so you're seeing 74% out of 1250, um, uh, veterans who are surveyed for this. That's a large number. What is that? 900? I don't know. Somewhere. Around, I don't have the math on me right off the top, but it's, it's probably somewhere around there. And, um, that's a tough, tough thing to deal with. So how are we dealing with that? You know, how are we dealing with the anger, with the, the thoughts of suicide? Well, that kind of trickles down to the 58% who started to increase, um, he either started or increased drug and alcohol use. Well, we use a tool called alcohol, called drugs to deal with all the shit that we can't deal with because it's easy to escape. And so it's this circle, this cycle, and um, that leads to complete destruction for so many people out there. And hey, that's why we're talking about it here. Let's get down to this next one. It says Afghanistan fall intensifies veterans' mental health struggles. So our survey found that 90% of Afghan war vets with a history of mental illness are experiencing new or worsening symptoms since the Taliban recaptured Afghanistan. So impact Afghanistan's fall has had veterans in a history of mental illness. Um, some of the similar similar stats that, uh, that we looked at above um, and, uh, you know, just for those out there listening to, if you there's some graphics in this article um, of some of the statistics, um, and uh, if you want to see the article for yourself, once again, it'll be the, the hell is that? The link will be in the show notes. And uh, sorry, some weird noises going around today in the in the background of the old the old studio today. I don't know what's going on, but um, you know, hey, got to got to roll with it some days. Um, if you want to see these. Uh, graphics, the article for itself, the links in the show notes once again, so you can go ahead and do that. Um, okay, this says uh, Dan Jarvis, Army veteran and founder of 220, a Florida-based nonprofit working uh, to end veteran suicide, describes feeling disbelief, anger, and sadness as he watched Afghanistan fall. Uh, my reaction mimics many of the veterans who served in combat in Afghanistan, Jarvis explains. In the veteran community, I don't know if there's any trust left in our leaders or our government. 
And, uh, um, you know, and, and it says this type of response is normal for individuals who experience traumatic events, according to clinical counselor, Danny Taylor. Um, so I'll say this too. I would, a hundred percent agree with that in the veteran, even though I'm not in the veteran community, I do have friends and, and, and able to talk about it and hear some of these firsthand experiences. Um, it says, I don't know if there's any trust left in our leaders or our government. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that, that, that people struggle with. I know I do when I hear about this stuff and, and talk about it and try to have a general understanding of it is it seems to be that nobody in, in addition to that is held accountable for the either um, complete incompetence um, or the, um, the, the very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I keep wanting to say targeted effort. Um, but just there's a lack of incompetence and that it also seems like there's a, um, there's, there's a reason why we're letting some of these things happen. And I don't know exactly what the reasoning is, but a lot of it doesn't make much sense. Um, you know, other than, uh, we're in a, we're in a war, I mean, we're in an info war. We could say that, I think, I think that's a, a pretty safe thing back and forth. Um, so when a lot of these these, these men and women are coming home and having to deal with this. There's a lot of anger back to the anger thing. They just don't understand and they don't trust anymore. Um, the leadership, which I don't blame if you go back to, um, well, I'm trying to stay, I'm trying to look here. Here's the deal with, with some of this stuff and talking about this stuff is my, my job is, um, number one, from my own, my own, uh, security and staying sober and trying to live a, a positive lifestyle and lead my family and lead other men and, and do that. And there's also a, a side to me that follows a lot of the stuff and has a very big passion for what's going on in the world. So I try to separate the two because I know most people, when they hear this podcast, they want some light. They want to hear positivity. They want to hear how they're going to be able to stay sober. And I, I've, Trust me, guys, I've so hard try to stay true to that. At the same time, you can't deny all the shit that's going on in the world today. You can't deny what is happening to our country. You can't deny what is happening to our veterans who are coming home and to our active duty who are having to experience this stuff firsthand. And then what kind of treatment, what kind of care are they getting afterwards? It's not a, not a lot for them out there. It's almost like nobody cares. You know, people do care. But if you look at it from a larger perspective, these these numbers don't don't lie. And we see it firsthand with our loved ones, our friends, our family who have actually experienced this stuff and they come home and they tell us about it. And so, yes, I try to separate the two, but at the same time, they're both, they're both intertwined together, you know? And so, so we have to talk about this stuff. We have to look at an honest, um, we have to look at an honest scope of this, of, of what it actually looks like. And you know what? Some people hate hearing the truth. And unfortunately, you know, Hey, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't base everything on emotions. I actually look at things and try to look at it from a logical perspective, which is what I think we should all do. Um, anyways, off my soapbox, um, the, this type of response is normal for individuals who experience traumatic, traumatic events, according to clinical counselor Danny Taylor. Trauma can alter how people think about themselves, others, and the world, says Taylor. The current situation in Afghanistan is a painful reminder of the traumatic experiences service members may have had in Afghanistan. This can lead to ideas that nothing is safe and no one can be trusted. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say here, yeah, this can lead to ideas, possibly. I'm also going to say that you can't deny the shit that went down that happened and have valid reasons why people can't be trusted. This isn't just some fucking random ideas. Oh, I'm I, like making shit up. People saw 
you know, what happened firsthand. And I'm not going to go down the list and do the thing that you can do your own homework or research on that, but it's pretty blatantly obvious as long as you're not looking at some of the, here's the other thing with this, the media pushes things um, on both sides. And I think everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people are coming to the conclusion that we understand that a lot of this stuff is, it can't be trusted either. You know, what we see, what we hear, that's why we need to talk to people firsthand to get some of these experiences you know, and so, yes, I believe that I'm sure some of the, the trauma and stuff can lead to ideas that nothing is safe and no one can be trusted. It's also those ideas come from firsthand experience because we're seeing what's happening. And we're being fucking gaslighted, really, at the end of the day, because there's so much information and there's so much disinformation. It's really hard to tell uh, truth from fiction these days. I feel like we're living in an upside down world. Whole nother topic in itself. Let's keep moving on. Two thirds of vets experiencing new or worsening suicidal thoughts. According to researchers, more than 30,000 veterans of the global war on terror, which includes the war in Afghanistan and the Iraq war that lasted from 2003 to 2011, have died by suicide. 30,000 veterans. Are you kidding me? Died by suicide on this. I'm sorry, but bullshit ass war on terror. Are you kidding me? When are some people going to be held accountable? You know, who knows? It's a whole different topic too. Now the fall of Afghanistan is triggering new or worsening thoughts of suicide in 64% of veterans coping with mental illness. 32% are experiencing new thoughts of suicide while other 32% indicate their suicidal thoughts have grown worse in the past few weeks. Um, Three quarters experienced newer worsening depression symptoms since Afghanistan fell. Anyone out there dealt with depression? I haven't dealt with it firsthand. My wife has, and she she's explained it to me because I just don't get it some days. I mean, I've had little things where I feel down or where I feel, you know, upset. Um, But like real depression, when you sink into it, to my understanding, just based on what my wife has explained to me and been through, it's miserable. It's so hard to pull yourself out of that. So hard. And even when you have all the resources and the help and people are offering stuff, it's just like, it's, it's extremely difficult to pull yourself up and even activate or actively pursue those. So this says, since the Afghan government collapsed, the Taliban took over in mid-August, 75% of veterans with a history of mental illness are reporting new or worsening depression symptoms. 38% of veterans say their depression symptoms are getting worse, while 37% are experiencing new feelings of depression. And then here's the other stat from earlier. Outbursts of anger started or increased for 74% of vets. Uh, similarly, three-fourths of veterans say they're experiencing new outbursts of anger or worsening outbursts of anger since Afghanistan deteriorated, uh, starting or cre- increasing drug and alcohol use appears to exaggerate feelings of anger in veterans. 84% of respondents who say their drug and alcohol use has increased since the Taliban recaptured Afghanistan also report new or worsening anger outbursts. According to Dr. Holly Schiff, a licensed clinical psychologist, these outbursts of anger may be triggered by feelings of powerlessness or fear about the situation in Afghanistan. Veterans are usually looking for meaning and how they and how the conflict ends uh, definitely holds some significance, uh, Schiff says. These individuals made enormous sacrifices and the fall of Afghanistan had them reflect on everything 
um, they did was worth it. I'm sorry. Individuals made enormous sacrifices in the fall of Afghanistan, had them reflect on if everything they did was worth it. This can lead to feelings of depressions and anger. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Like you had your homies, your brothers, like lose their lives right next to you. In some cases, like you had time away from family. Um, you saw some terrible things. And then in an instant, all that hard work was gone, was let go for what? Was it worth it? I mean, hopelessness, feelings of anger. Are you like, yeah, of course. And, and why? And see, it's always these people up, up at the top making these decisions. Um, and then, you know, our men and women who are over there actually doing the work get stuck with the repercussions of it all, which is, and, and this is starting to be a much bigger issue in people's thoughts and lives. And um, we're starting to awaken uh, and in the, this isn't anything new in a sense. This has happened. History repeats itself, right? We've seen this in, in, in some sense in Vietnam. We've seen this in different eras throughout our history. But we're seeing it now. And here we are once again. And what is at the center of this? Um, you know, shitty people at the top who don't lead correctly, who are interested in money and power and um yeah, probably uh, questioning the future of a sovereign country. 58% of vets turning to drugs or alcohol to cope. So 58%. So let's talk about, we just talked about depression. We talked about suicide thoughts. Um, we talked about anger. All of those things are, are things that we feel. And then how do we deal with those things that we feel? I know for me, the best way I could deal with anything back in the day was to drink about it, numb out, escape. And because it's easy and it doesn't help the, the pro, it only gets worse over time. We know that, but it's an easy way to cope. You know, we don't want to talk about shit. We don't want to think about it. And so the best way is to just escape. It says our survey also found that a small majority of Afghan veterans with a history of mental illness are turning to substances in the wake of the county's capture or country's capture. 33% of veterans have increased their drug or alcohol use while 22% started using drugs or alcohol for the first time. As in other cases, the presence of other mental health challenges appear um, to escalate drug and alcohol use. 45% of veterans who are experiencing new or worsening suicidal thoughts have increased their drug or alcohol use since Afghanistan fell, while 26% of those started using drugs or alcohol for the first time. So, I mean, it's, it's constantly gaining momentum. Obviously, the tool to deal and to cope when there's healthy options out there, but sometimes when you're in, that, in the depths of that, whether it's mental health stuff, whether it's just flat out addiction, like physical addiction, it's extremely hard to pull yourself out of that without the help of other people. So just once again, I want to encourage anybody, if you're struggling, reach out for help, reach out to us, reach out to somebody, you know, we have lots of resources on our resources page. That's a big reason why I'm doing this podcast today to bring light to some of this stuff, to talk about it, but also to let you guys know that there's resources out there and lots of people who can help and who want to help. Um, this next one says a third of vets seeking mental health counseling for the first time. And so that's, that's good. Um, one of the things I know that, uh, that, 
you know, our family has experienced firsthand is it's, it's difficult right now to find availability for those who need help, um, to talk about stuff, even if it's through telehealth, a lot of the therapists, the counselors, um, the, they're booked up, they're booked up solid because there's so many people right now struggling with mental health stuff. They need to talk, which is a good thing that there's people, you know, in pursuit of trying to find some help. But at the same time, the resources are seem to be drawn thin and it's sometimes months out before you can even get an appointment. So another issue, right? Um, how do we bridge that gap? Well, um, obviously, hopefully there's meetings, there's, there's podcasts, there's people, um, there's programs, um, there's all kinds of different stuff. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, if you want to just call someone up, like you could have done just probably two years ago and say, hey, I need an appointment, you could probably have one that day or maybe the next day. That's not always the case. So it goes on, says, when asked if they are seeking from uh, help from a mental health professional, 30 37% of respondents say they were already working with a therapist or a counselor prior to the fall of Afghanistan. So already, 37% already working with it. However, 31% of veterans sought professional mental health for the first time since the country fell in mid-August, ref- reflecting the severe impact the situation has had on troops that served in the country. Uh, so, and there's another a chart, a, a pie graph here, or uh, um, other statistics you can check out if you go to the article that's in the show notes as well. Um, goes on to say, I have absolutely seen an increase in patients who are veterans since the fall of Afghanistan, says Holly Schiff. Um, this makes sense given the fact that the situation may trigger unresolved issues or past traumas that they now have had to address or deal with all over again. Um, Taylor also encourages veterans. Did I say Holly shit? Maybe it's Taylor. Is it Taylor shit? I don't know. I'm confused now. Okay. In any case, I'm whatever. Taylor also encourages veterans who may be struggling with new or worsening mental health symptoms in the wake of Afghanistan's fall to reach out for assistance. The most important coping tool is reaching out for support. Taylor says top man. I I just want to, let me read that again. The most important coping tool is reaching out for support. Let me read it again. The most important coping tool is reaching out for support. Let me read it one more time. The most important coping tool is reaching out for support. I don't care how hard it is. I know it's hard. It's move your ass and your mind will follow. Let's put that. I learned that from uh, a counselor, David, when I was in treatment, move your ass and your mind will follow. If you don't want to do something, you know, you need to do it. You probably need to do it. Move your ass and your mind will follow. Take action. Your mind will catch up with the fact that it doesn't want to do it. So last time, the most important coping tool is reaching out for support. Talk with a family member, a good friend, a trusted coworker. If you're struggling in isolation, summon the courage to contact a local mental health organization for support. Once again, a family member, a friend, reach out to somebody that you trust. Taylor also advises veterans who are struggling mentally to pay attention to their physical health, maintain a good sleep schedule, stay active, follow a healthy diet, practice mindfulness to deal with stressful or intrusive thoughts. Um, such good recommendations there. Uh, exercise, you know, that, that physical stuff, we want to stay in, in good physical shape at the same time. Um, you know, that physical stuff is, it's almost more powerful to the, to the mental stuff that we get. And we, um, we are allowed to grow with when we're active, we're being active when we're exercising, getting fitness. I know for me, yeah, physical is a part of it, but man, I feel so much better mentally when I'm exercising, when I'm, when I'm putting the work in to do that. Um, and I want to say too, 
we in the in the the 30 day quit drinking dude course we talk a lot a lot of this stuff sleep schedule staying active healthy diet mindfulness prayer we give a lot of resources um so that's going to be another resource that that we're going to have here shortly and i'm really excited to uh, to put that out there so um such good good stuff there um next one demographics mental illness among afghan vets um hold on i'm just kind of looking at this i'm just wondering making sure i don't uh, repeat some of this stuff new symptoms of depression anger suicidal thoughts high among among the male vets um including male female veterans yeah and i you know it doesn't say here how how many men and women so i don't know how it if that differentiates like if they surveyed the same amount of men versus women that could always have an effect on the percentages so um now however men are more slightly likely than women to say they're experiencing new thoughts of suicide by a rate of 35 percent to 29 percent Meanwhile, 33% of men and 31% of women say their thoughts of suicide have worsened. Men are also more likely than women to report new feelings of depression. The same number of men and women, 38% say their depression symptoms worsened. Although men are more likely than women to report outbursts of anger, the same number of male and female vets have started using drugs and alcohol. Um, Amid all these new worsening mental health symptoms 30 34% of male veterans have sought help from a mental health professional as have 27% of female veterans and so only 34% have sought help and only 27% of female so there's a big gap there all right we're going to wrap this up in just a second here it's almost almost at the at the base of the article here uh, let me just go through this and then we'll we'll talk about a couple of resources and then we will go on our way today. Really honored to be able to do this. Hopefully you get something out of this. Hopefully there's some good uh, takeaways here. Check out some of the links in the, sh- in the show notes today too, uh, if you'd like. Uh, an increase in anger is highest among young veterans. 46% of vets ages 18 to 24 who experienced mental health symptoms since returning from Afghanistan report new feelings of anger about the way the war roughly as old as they are has ended so yeah a lot of these a lot of these kids i'll say kids man but young men young women who were there when this happened they were babies when this shit started you know they were babies the situation has also triggered new drug and alcohol use among 25 percent of people in this age group so you got these youngsters man who don't know how to deal with this stuff what do they do turn to alcohol and drugs a lot of them Probably didn't do that before, but how do you cope with it? And it's an easy solution for the short term. On a more positive note, okay, thank you. I was hoping we were going to get some positive notes here. Let's see what positive note this is. Veterans in this age group are also the most likely to be seeking professional help for these issues. 36% report say they started seeing a counselor since Afghanistan was recaptured while 33% were also being treated by a mental health professional. Meanwhile, the oldest veterans in this age group are also, or I lost my new thoughts. Wait, meanwhile, among the oldest veterans of the war in Afghanistan, new thoughts of suicide appear to be emerging issue. 42% of veterans 55 and older experiencing new suicidal thoughts. This group is also likely to be seeking counseling. Um, okay, so a good a good different uh, age range here, and and some very similar symptoms. Uh, you know, 
even in, in both age groups, just a diff- little bit different percentages. Um, man, so let me just read the bottom of this, how they found some of this stuff. It says, all data found within this report derives from a survey commissioned by OnlineTherapy.com and conducted, conducted online by survey platform Polefish in total 1,250 U.S. military veterans who served in Afghanistan between 2001 and 2021 were surveyed. Um, They answered some screening questions. Um, They were comfortable about taking the survey, which included suicide and mental health. It was conducted over a two-day span starting August 26th and 27th. So just a little background there for uh, those, in case you were wondering. You can check all this out in the show notes today. Um, you know, it's just to kind of wrap this up today, man, like I just, I, I can't imagine what some of these men and women are going through, uh, what they've been through and then what, what they're going through as they came back to the States and after being there and, and being through war and I don't know what that's like. I can only imagine it's hell. Um, and then you have to come back and, um, you, you have to integrate back into this like quote unquote normal society. And then you got all these crybabies out there who are bitching about how shitty the country is and how, um, how jacked up it is and this and that where we're the freest country on the planet. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. But why are there people pouring across our borders right now trying to get in here? Uh, it's not because America is the shittiest country and it's not the freest. It's because it is. And people want to take advantage of those resources and live a life of freedom. And they want to provide for their families. I get the majority of people that who want to come here. Um, you know, they want, they're seeking a better life. I understand that. Are there some shitty ones involved in that? Absolutely. There's always bad apples on every tree. You're never going to get away from that. But the problem is, is that in America, we're a land of laws. And if we're not following those laws, then we have an issue there because that's how you keep a country borders, language, culture. That's a country right there, a sovereign nation. And what we're not seeing, what we're not hearing about is that we are in a war for that right now. And uh, a lot of us know that a lot of us see that a lot of us can see the underlining uh, things that are happening. Um, You know, and at the end of the day, at the end of the day, beyond all that, there's men and women who are suffering consequences from having to um, be a part of this, uh, both here in the States and out outside of the States, you know, and a lot of them, a lot of us who have dealt with addiction, with mental health, we turn to substances which enable us to escape and and to uh, try to deal and cope with that and so uh it's an epidemic in itself in itself we want to talk about a a a pandemic well there's a a mental health pandemic happening right now that is uh, a thousand times worse um you know how many people dying of overdoses from fentanyl that's been trucked in uh through open borders You know, like those are the types of things that we don't see. How many people, you know, kids out there dying of overdoses from this shit? That's a pandemic. Sorry to say. So, um, you know, just to wrap this up one more time, if let's just end with this and hopefully maybe we'll have Nick come on, like I mentioned, and we can talk a little bit more about this and and kind of get some firsthand experience. I'd love to do that. Um, And, uh, you know, if you're struggling out there, man, reach out for help. There's resources. There's people who care. Um, there is help out there. I know it's not easy, so I don't say that lightly. Oh, reach out for help. Like I, I understand how hard it is and how difficult it is um, to ask for help, you know, and 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 to have to submit uh, and give up. But I can tell you one thing from personal experience: the moment I surrendered 
to God and that I let go and I, I, I said I need help, man, there was something that God did in my heart in that moment. And he lifted, he lifted this, this great um, burden off of my shoulders. And uh, he allowed me to um, pursue a path uh, that was much better than the path I was going down uh, that I'm still on, that I'm still learning day in and day out. And um, he also blessed me with an opportunity uh, to, to hopefully help some other people in the process by sharing my experience and connecting with those and allowing those to share their experience. So um, when we surrender to God in this, uh, in this space, in this uh, crazy world that we live in, um, something very powerful happens uh, when we let him lead, when we let him drive the bus, at least in my own experience, it has. And that's why I love saying that I've experienced it firsthand. And when we share our experience, nobody can fucking tell us that we're wrong because it's our experience. You'll never take that away from me. And so I just encourage you, share your experience. Nobody wants to be told what to do. If you're trying to help someone out there, nobody wants to be told you're right or you're wrong and I'm right. We have to figure out how to communicate these types of things in a, um, in a way that they get through to people, not, not telling people or attacking people. And it's, it's a difficult thing to do because we got to be honest. We got to be truthful. We also have to have compassion and we have to have understanding that all of our realities are different in some, in some way or another. We're all experiencing this existence from a different perspective, even though a lot of us might have the same, um, you know, the same common interests and same common viewpoints, everyone's experience is a little bit different. And I think once we realize that we're all in this shit together as human beings, um, we're going to fight for humanity, plain and simple. And that's from a spiritual aspect and from a worldly aspect. So I just encourage anybody just reach out for help. If you're struggling, please, you can hit us up at any time. Um, got plenty of resources here. Thank you to all our veterans out there and our first responders as well. We love you guys. Share the podcast with a friend. Check us out at thatsoberguy.com. Connect with us on Instagram at thatsoberguypodcast. Join us on Locals. All the good stuff. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean.